Yeah, very good morning to you. It is uh, Thursday, the 11th of January, 2023. Thursday morning, very cold one here in Salford. I say that every day this week. I've said it every day this week. It is very cold. But anyway, it's dry. And that's all that matters. How are you? I hope you're well this Thursday morning. Let's look at the front pages of the UK daily newspapers. Quite a bit to get through today. Uh, like yesterday, the papers, uh, the front pages anyway, dominated by the the, the the quest for justice by the many hundreds of sub-postmasters and sub-postmistresses who were wrongfully convicted of fraud uh, in the early to mid to late 2000s. Yeah, the, 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 the noughties, I should say. The, the mid-2000s, the early 2000s, um, up to around uh, 2010, 2011. Uh, this is down to an, an IT issue. A company called Fujitsu had a program software uh, entitled Horizon. It was used at post offices all over the country. It was faulty, it was flawed, and it made it appear that people working in post offices, running post offices, were in fact defrauding or stealing money. They were not. Some went to jail. Some received suspended sentences. We've talked about it this week and it is all over the papers again today. Let's start with the express justice. Post office victims will be cleared. This is news that legislation will be introduced to overturn the convictions of hundreds of victims of the post office scandal. The Express quotes Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, saying the government wants to right the wrongs of the past. Two decades of fighting by these wrongfully convicted people. Justice finally delivered. In one fell swoop, the exoneration of hundreds of people. I talked about this on the Richie Allen show yesterday. This will be unprecedented. Ordinarily, each individual person who had been wrongfully convicted would get their day in court. So I'm not too comfortable with this. I don't know what you think about that. Um, yeah, but that's the Express, right? The Financial Times, Sunak promises law within weeks to overturn post office office convictions. The Metro Justice by Special Delivery is the headline. The Daily Star Arise Mr Bates. This is a campaign to um, see Alan Bates, one of the postmasters who led the campaign for justice. There is a campaign to, to see him knighted, receive a knighthood. The Daily Mirror has a photograph of this man, Alan Bates. Headline is, Mr. Bates, it's not enough. Um, the many victims, um, this guy Bates says, the initial £75,000 payments that many victims will receive will not be enough to make up for the trauma and suffering caused by this scandal. The Times leads with deliverance for postmasters. That's the headline. The Daily Mail, £75,000 deal sparks new battle with post office victims. Sunak changes law to quash convictions, but row looms over out-of-touch offer for those not charged but whose lives were destroyed. There's also a photograph of the actor Matthew Perry, on the front page of the Daily Mail, he passed away, didn't he, late last year. There are allegations about him uh, in the 
Daily Mail today that he was abusive to women and that he lied about his sobriety. The Guardian, hundreds of post office victims to get convictions overturned is the headline there. I paper pressure grows to punish post office scandal firm as victims will be cleared. As the Daily Telegraph, post office handed out bonuses for convictions. That's an amazing story in the Telegraph. It reports that post office investigators were offered cash bonuses for every sub-postmaster convicted during the scandal. The Telegraph says one man who worked on the organisation's security team between 2000 and 2012 has told the public inquiry into the scandal that bonus targets affected how he went about his work. Wow. A bonus culture. The people were paid bonuses. The security team, bonuses for every conviction achieved. Well, that's a bit... I mean, it goes without saying that's ridiculous, isn't it? Anyway, the son... Um, we Wife dumps cheat Kyle. So the son leads with uh, a photograph of Kyle Walker and his wife. They're photographed on the front page. Um, apparently, uh, she's left him over allegations that he's been cheating. There you are. Um, not really relevant, is it? Uh, to us, the, those were the front pages of the UK daily newspapers today. Let's have a squint. Let's look inside and see what's, um, what's going on inside the papers. Now, very interesting stories this morning developing in the papers and also the broadcast media. Um, let me bring you one or two of them. Here's one. Um, the Times of Israel is writing about Israel at The Hague today. We should be worried Israel faces peril at The Hague in Gaza genocide genocide case. Excuse me. Israel on Thursday today will, for the first time in its history, find itself in the dock in the International Court of Justice in The Hague charged with genocide. Although the idea that Israel is committing genocide in the war in Gaza, meaning intentionally murdering Palestinian civilians, might seem outlandish to some, the allegations are extremely serious and even an interim ruling against Israel could have a severe impact on its international status and global reputation with potentially dire diplomatic and political consequences. As the Times of Israel says, a ruling against Israel could even affect the ongoing conduct of the war against the Hamas terror group's regime in Gaza. So yes, this is very interesting. And Sky News and the BBC News Channel and the BBC News radio programmes, uh, Radio 4's Today programme and BBC Radio 5 Live are discussing this this morning. Israel in the dock today in the International Court of Justice in The Hague. South Africa, the South African government is all over this, bringing this charge of genocide against Israel. Of course, you know and I know, not because we have any, but because we are predisposed in any way, uh, you know, to... to 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 I suppose assigning exceptional status to Israel. We don't do I don't do that. Israel and its crimes. Israel is not exceptional. Israel doesn't do that which the country I currently reside in, the UK, uh, the United States, France. Israel isn't exceptional. It isn't isolated. Yes, it is committing genocide in Gaza. Yes, it has committed crimes against humanity, against the people of Palestine for 70 years. Yes, it is a wretched, wretched regime. Of course Israel is. But it's not worse than the UK government, the United States government, the Saudis. I could be here all day long. 
okay? But uh, it is happening now in Gaza. And, of course, we'll keep an eye on the International Criminal Court, the International Court of Justice in The Hague, and what it determines is going on in Gaza. We, we know, as I said, what is going on in Gaza. So that's the Times of Israel. Let's have a look at the Telegraph, inside the Telegraph. Headline, why Mandelson's links to Epstein could come back to haunt Starmer. Now, there, there, people do not come more creepy more sinister than Peter Mandelson, right? The spin master extraordinaire for Tony Blair. Disgusting human being, right? Um, fingerprints all over Iraq and Afghanistan. Look, why Mandelson's links to Epstein could come back to haunt Starmer in the Telegraph. Among the many powerful players with whom Jeffrey Epstein surrounded himself was a senior British politician he affectionately referred to as P.T., Wow. The pair are said to have enjoyed a particularly close friendship, but while others in Epstein's orbit, such as the Duke of York, have been hauled over the coals for such terrible lapses of judgment, Lord Mandelson has thus far not been embroiled in the controversy. In the controversy. Much like the Duke, though, the former Labour grandee uh, discovered this week that links to the convicted paedophile are unlikely to be forgotten. Mandelson, one of the best-known new Labour spin doctors, features in the latest tranche of court documents released in New York. A photograph buried in the documents shows Mandelson trying on a white leather belt in a fashion boutique in St. Bart's, watched on by Epstein. Uh, it was a cosy shopping trip. Said, uh, excuse me, a cosy shopping trip, according to the Telegraph, orchestrated by Ghislaine Maxwell. Mandelson met Ghislaine through her father, Robert Maxwell, as a one-time Labour MP and disgraced newspaper magnate. So this image prompted concern in Labour circles, according to the Telegraph. One senior Labour MP told the Telegraph if Mandelson was a man on the left of centre, he would certainly have been suspended by the current leadership. There's an element of political hypocrisy here. People have been suspended for less. And here we have clear evidence, including a photograph, that Mandelson was closely connected to a proven paedophile. I think Starmer should cut ties with him according to a senior Labour MP. Speaking of Starmer, a story in The Guardian today. Starmer to embrace nanny state with plan for toothbrushing in schools. What's this about? According to The Guardian, Keir Starmer has said he is up for the fight, that's a quote, of defending the nanny state. He announced plans to improve child health under a Labour government, including supervised toothbrushing in schools. Wow. It gets more dystopian by the day, doesn't it? Wonderful. He said Starmer did the children were probably the biggest casualty of the Tories' sticking plaster approach to politics over the past 14 years, saying if the government was a parent, they could be charged with neglect. Starmer said, I know that we need to take on this question of the nanny state. At the moment you do anything on child health, people say you're going down the road of the nanny state. We want to have 
that fight, said Starmer. And then writing in The Guardian, he says, most children are becoming unhealthy, with two in every five leaving primary school overweight. But the most damning of all is the number one reason for young children being admitted to hospital is to extract rotten teeth because it is so difficult to get dental treatment before tooth decay sets in. So what's going on here uh, is more and more of an encroachment into the family home, into your home and my home. This is the state, basically, wanting to get right in uh, to meddle with parenting, with to, to, to involve itself in the raising of children. More and more, further and further as time goes on, to take more and more responsibility away from parents. And of course, ultimately, when they start talking about overweight and obesity and all of that, this will ultimately lead, I believe, to families coming under more and more pressure to um, inoculate their children against things like diabetes as mRNA diabetes jabs become available, which is going to happen very, very soon. And mRNA obesity jabs become available, which will happen very soon. Okay, they'll be saying to families, look, we, the NHS can't cope. The NHS cannot be expected to treat people who haven't looked after themselves. And you need to look after your children. And we need to be more involved in helping you look after your children. That's where it's going. Okay? I know I'm speaking in generalities there. I'm speaking in a very general way. But that's what's happening. We know about this. We've been talking about it and writing about it um, for, 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 for many years. Staying with the Guardian very briefly, talked about the Times of Israel and its article about the International Criminal Court looking at Israel's genocide in Gaza. Here's a, an article in the Guardian. Senior Tory launches scathing attack on bill banning boycotts of Israel. So this is a controversial bill introduced by the government that would ban local councils from boycotting Israel. So if local authorities right around the country, so Salford has a council, Manchester has a council, Liverpool will have a council, right? If any of those councils were were to decide through a democratic vote, right, where the councillors would vote and say, right, we, we are not going to purchase anything that has been manufactured in Israel, even if a single component has been manufactured in Israel. So a product may have been developed in, I don't know, in Finland, for example. Um, But a component of it has been made in Israel. We object to the genocide against uh, the, the Palestinians. We object to the occupation. Therefore, this local council has decided we will not do business with Israel ever again. The government is introducing a bill which would ban that, which would prevent the local authorities doing that very thing. Um, Michael Gove is the chief supporter of this bill in the government and he says, does Gove, that we cannot have individual local authorities in the UK with their own unique foreign policies. We can't have that. The UK must have a single foreign policy and it's a government policy and we all have to weigh in behind that. That is what Gove says. But Alicia Kearns, who's the Conservative Chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee. Conservative, she's a Tory MP. She says the bill which would prevent local authorities boycotting Israel 
undermines free speech, goes against international law and risks leaving the UK isolated on the global stage. Kearns has said the bill is flawed in four key areas. It breaks with our foreign policy, undermines free speech, goes against international law and promotes an odd exceptionalism in UK primary legislation. And she's right to say that. An exceptionalism, making a, an exception for the crimes of the Israeli government. You know, saying that we ban local authorities from, from boycotting Israel exclusively. Not anybody else, but Israel exclusively. It's very interesting. This. We're going to watch this one closely as well in the coming days and weeks. Several Conservative MPs, apparently, according to The Guardian, are opposed to this bill because it explicitly names Israel as worthy of special protection. Crispin Blunt and William Ragg have voted against it at second reading and a much bigger rebellion at the third reading, says the Guardian, would indicate that Tory whips have lost influence since then. It's very important this, uh, that this bill fails. Local authorities of course should have the, the right to say we completely object to what's going on in Gaza and therefore we won't do business with Israel in any way, shape or form. That's in The Guardian. By the way, it's a minute past seven this morning as I record this. Let's look inside The Times. This is madness, more madness in The Times. Trans police officers should have gender ID papers to carry out strip search. What fuckery is going on here? Well, according to The Times, ministers have told police chiefs to stop transgender officers conducting strip searches unless they have a gender recognition certificate. And here's the next bit of the article, the next few lines of this article, which left me shaking my head. Research from the Women's Rights Network found that the majority of police forces allowed officers who self-identified as female to strip search women. What kind of fuckery is this? The majority of police forces in this country permit men who identify as women to strip search women. Can you fucking believe that? I wasn't aware of it. But it's true. Chris Philp, the policing minister, speaking to the Parliament, the Parliamentary Home Affairs Committee yesterday, right, said that codes of conduct which govern policing state that strip searches should be conducted only by someone of the same sex. But this isn't happening. Men working for the police who identify as women are strip searching women. It's fucking insanity. Yes, he is asked, has Philp, the National Police Chief's Council, to review the guidance to ensure that trans officers may search someone of their current sex only if they have a gender recognition certificate. It is absolutely batshit crazy. And I might be getting into that in some way on the Richie Allen Show today, Thursday, which will be live at 4 o'clock UK time as usual. I don't know. Imagine that. Imagine that most police forces in the country allow officers, men who identify as women, to strip search women. That would be real women, biological women. Yeah, words fail sometimes. The Daily Mail. We talked about this yesterday. It appeared on the Daily Mail online yesterday afternoon. It's in the paper today. COVID vaccine gave me side effects that ruined my life, but Facebook keeps censoring me from telling my friends about 
what happened. This is not surprising, but it's worth mentioning. This is Caroline Pover, who received AstraZeneca's COVID jab in March 2021. Within nine hours of receiving it, she was in a very bad way. Convulsions, shivering, breathing difficulties and very low blood pressure. Her medics, her doctors said these were stroke-like symptoms. A terrible reaction. She was hospitalised because of this reaction. Okay, She has since suffered chronic health complications. Uh, Caroline is from Sirencester in Gloucestershire. Um, told the Mail Online um, that after she went public with this, her story was featured in a national newspaper. Um, she's among 800 victims who want um, to claim compensation via the government's vaccine damage payment scheme. She was in the national newspaper, okay, so she took the story in the national newspaper and posted it on her Facebook feed. Within a very short time, Facebook put a warning notice on her account and basically um, began to shut her down completely. She was an admin of a Facebook group page, uh, a group talking about vaccine uh, damage, COVID vaccine damage, and that uh, page was shut down completely by Facebook. She told the Daily Mail when I posted the Daily Express article, which did an excellent job of not discussing anything pro or anti-vax, I received a warning and the post was hidden. It's a ridiculous situation for vaccine-injured people, said Caroline Pover, who have a right to information. Yes, they do. But this is the reason. And I've been saying this for years. Right? This is, I believe, that Facebook, Facebook alone, leave Twitter aside now for a minute, but Facebook alone was launched. And I believe one of the primary aims of Facebook was to get rid of or to encourage people to drop or to close their own personal websites. Believing that by having a Facebook page, you have a de facto website. But Hayden Hewitt, formerly of course of LiveLeak.com, like, uh, Live which is no longer in operation, was, was, was saying this very early on, that when Facebook launched, people abandoned their own websites where they might have shared information or posted stories or articles like richieallen.co.uk, left them and went on to Facebook. Ah, Facebook is free. It's free. I don't have to pay the hosting charges for my own website. I've got Facebook where I can post things and where I can speak up and say what it is I want to say. But it was a Trojan horse. The whole point of it was to get people to get millions, in fact billions of people now use Facebook, all into one place where then it could be controlled. What you say, what you write, but also what you see could be controlled. And that is what is going on here in the case of Caroline Pover. People abandoned their websites, it was a terrible mistake, wasn't it? Uh, the Daily Mirror, let's look inside the Daily Mirror. Uh, COVID cases surge across entire planet as UN explains, wait for it, unacceptable gatherings to blame. Can you believe this motherfucking shit, can you? Eh? They're still carrying on with this. Tedros Ghebreyesus of the World Health Organization has blamed nearly 10,000 deaths worldwide Imagine worldwide, 10,000 deaths in December on uh, COVID and on unacceptable gatherings. This is not a joke, by the way, right? He said it's 
10,000 deaths is far less than the peak of the pandemic. This level of preventable deaths is not acceptable. And he went on to say the people should be wearing masks and they should be, you know, careful about the amount of gatherings they attend and all of this old bullshit they were going on with in March and April and May of 2020 and so on, so on, so on. They're saying a JN.1 variant is the most prominent in the world. It's an Omicron variant. It's very serious. But they say the current vaccines seem to be effective against it. So go and get your boosters, they're saying. That's in the mirror today. The World Health Organization. Go and get your booster jabs. There's a new variant. It killed 10,000 people around the world in December. Imagine 10,000. There's nearly 7 billion people on this planet. 10,000 people. It's hard to maintain civility when reading such bollocks. But anyway, I'm going to very quickly now have a look at what is making the headlines. What the, the BBC News website is reporting. Obviously, the post office scandal looms large on bbc.co.uk. Um, it's everywhere today, of course. And the BBC is also reporting on a debate which took place last night between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Uh, or was it Chris Christie? I think it was Chris Christie, was it? Was it Chris Christie? Was it Chris? No, it might have been Ron DeSantis. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's so much news. Uh, but a number of... It was DeSantis and Haley who debated, right? Um, yeah, last night. Um, so that's in, 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 in the news this morning. What else is in the news this morning? Um, there's a story about Boohoo... Uh, which which manufactures clothes. It's a fashion firm uh, saying that Boohoo placed UK labels on clothes that were in fact made overseas in Pakistan. Shock horror. And that's really it, really. Like I said, the, the papers today and the news websites are pretty much dominated by the post office scandal. So that's uh, pretty much all I've got for you this morning on the papers. Uh, do join me, by the way, at uh, four o'clock UK, UK time today. UK time. I'll put my teeth in. I'm on air at four o'clock UK time with Thursday's Richie Allen show. Uh, there is an app, by the way, for the programme. If you'd like to reach me during the programme, instantly download the Richie Allen Show app. You'll get it on Google Play or on Apple's App Store. Failing that, use the website to leave comments for me during the live programme. So, all that's left for me to say is enjoy your Thursday. Wrap up warm, wrap up well. It's cold outside. And uh, we'll chat on the live show. Until then, from your BBG, it's bye for now. Bye for now.